Hello, and welcome to XP Waste, where I hate Corp and Michael hates me for it. Hi, I'm Oxie. And I'm Michael. <laughs> I can't stand, I really can't stand Corp. I'm sorry for all the, the corporeal beast stands out there. I had to do it today for a couple hours, and it's like fresh in my mind. It's so repetitive and boring. I'm sorry. That's not main title content. This is just me bitching about why didn't, TV. Why didn't you invite me? Uh, I was doing it for a bingo with a different clan, oh, and... Yeah. Had I gone with you guys and I was there for the arcane split, I would have been, A, really happy that I got arcane money, but B, pissed because we need four corp uniques for our tile. So we got to do a lot of corp, which is a lot of corp. It's a lot of teleporting, a lot of warhammer. We're doing it quick. Like the kills are going quick. We're just doing like three warhammers, one wave of BGS and calling it good. But like, oh man, it's so much corp. I just don't enjoy the boss, so oh well. How how are you? How how's your day, Ben? Uh, my day was pretty good. I worked today, so got off work, started recording. It's a great day. Wow. So you've been playing RuneScape all day at work, and then immediately got off of work <laughs> to record a podcast. I don't. About I don't play RuneScape at work. That'd be silly. That I that would tarnish my productivity, Oxy. <laughs> Yeah, it would. You were telling me earlier, you're only at 17k an hour at Blood Runes. That's really tarnished productivity, that's like, dude. That's just like log out <laughs> at that point. <laughs> just log out. <laughs> it's bad. It's dude, I don't bad. even know what the hourly rates there are supposed to be, so I don't even think I have room to judge. It's definitely not 17k. It's like maybe 30k an hour. Yeah, I have 68 rune crafting, so that's not really a problem for me right now. It's not even 69 either, so you can't even say nice when I tell you how disgraceful it is. It's really, it's just sad. I gotta runecraft after this bingo a little bit. I gotta get some diaries done. Don't mind me. I'll run some runes for you at the lava, at the lava altar. God, lava Free altar? of charge. Oh, that's some sweaty shit. I was just gonna do Arania and watch YouTube videos for, like, a couple days. But oh man, we'll get, we'll get you that. that. We'll get you that 77. Yeah. It'll, it'll, it'll be the payback for doing Barbarian Assault with you. Yeah! You gotta get level five. I mean, it's also self-serving because I also need level five. And there's also a barbarian assault tile on bingo, so I'm being <laughs> been doing so much bingo. We gotta do a whole episode on what RuneScape bingo is. We do. Look forward to I feel to like that. a lot of people I feel like a lot of people have played in them, but I've also met quite a few people who are like, bingo question mark? Like they've never done that sort of like group PVM activity before. So yeah, we'll we'll talk all about it. We'll talk about our experiences with it. You know <laughs> what it's like making a bingo. That's fun. Mm -hmm. Being an organizer versus being a player. Mm -hmm. But let's get into the main title content. What you're actually here for? Yeah. What are we here for? We kind of. Uh, so it's a deep question. So it's it's a big one, and we kind of like we kind of gave you a little spoiler in the last episode. We kind of hinted at what today's mm -hmm. topic was going to be, and that is. Botting and RWT in RS3 and old school, but more so in old school. This week we're getting serious. Yes. Actually, <laughs> though, it's, it's a very serious topic. It affects players and it's also a human rights issue, but we'll get into that. <laughs> <laughs> I like the lead up. So I wanted to kind of start out with a little bit of, I guess you would call it the history of botting in RuneScape. I'm going to have a link to it down in the description, but most of the information that I'm going to read off to you is just kind of paraphrasing from kind of a documentary 
by Moteplocks called The History of RuneScape. I think that's the title. Anyway, it goes over from 1998 all the way to 2020, kind of massive events and different things that happened in the history of RuneScape. And in a good portion of that, um, that I've been able to capture in my notes is um, about botting, RWT, gold farming, all that kind of stuff. So um, this first portion is really just going to be somewhat of a history of where, like a history of botting. And then uh, Oxy's going to go into some more of the ramifications, if you will, and we'll just kind of set it up that way. So your modern day gold farming, but for right now, sit back, relax while I hand the, uh, the title of lore master over to Michael and he gives <laughs> us the, uh, the, the history rundown. So I have literal notes, people. I hand wrote. Nerd. <laughs> I type my notes on a Google doc. I Nerd. hand, I hand wrote three pages of notes and, um, I'm just going to go over them. Oxy, feel free to stop me at any point and ask questions, chime in or whatever. But, um, from again, this is all from the video. So the earliest point at which Jagex had to address botting in RuneScape Classic was on November thirteenth, two thousand two. They introduced the fatigue system, which basically consisted of a meter from zero percent all the way to one hundred percent, and you had a certain number of actions that you had to, you know, that you can complete before your fatigue would get to one hundred percent. Once it got to one hundred percent. You would have to lay in a bed, go to sleep. The way that this worked against botting was you would physically type in a word that you saw on the screen. And apparently it's pretty difficult for robots and different programs. We all know this, like captures and stuff. It's just it, difficult. So let's 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 back let's back up. It mm-hmm. was really difficult back in 2002 for a bot to do a captcha. So back then, the, just for context of the times. Yeah. I mean, I would I would argue that captures are still somewhat effective against robots. I don't know. I'm I'm a grown human, and captures are effective. So I don't know why we ever moved away from this. <laughs> <laughs> Again, so that was that was the first occurrence of we have a problem. Let's try and deal with it. It was somewhat cumbersome for people who wanted to say you wanted to go farm KBD because it was the only boss in the game. You know, you had to get, <laughs> you had to get to KBD, but then say you got fatigued. Well, now you have to go back and you find a bed. And I highly doubt there's any beds in the wilderness. So they introduced in 2003, one year later, they uh, essentially you would spawn in with a sleeping bag and you would essentially just lay this bag on the ground, take a nap real quick. Again, it was the same thing. It was a captcha where you had just type in a word and Apparently, this was more effective. Um, I would assume because instead of the bot just reading your fatigue level and finding a bed where it knows it can find one, it had to physically click on an item in the inventory and then write the captcha. So maybe it was just a little extra step for botters to, to figure that out. So in 2003, they introduced the sleeping bag, but that didn't stop botters. A player by the name of, and I'm going to, butcher this name, Kate Neeks. He developed a program called AutoRune, which apparently was very, very popular even into like late 2006, almost 2007. It basically just made botting more accessible to the masses because you didn't need, (laughs) you didn't need a degree in computer science to write a script. 
the, the, the program itself was basically just click on this. It runs the script for you. This is interesting for one, for one reason. This program was actually used not to necessarily bot, but in 2003, another player figured out you could actually duplicate items using this script, which I find really oh. interesting. So botting, but somehow worse. Good, good. <laughs> yes. If you remember back in RuneScape Classic, RuneScape 3, <clears throat> RuneScape 3, and even to this day in RuneScape, party hats, Christmas crackers, all of those rare holiday items are, are very expensive because they only release them in this short period of time, a certain amount came into the game, but that changed whenever this program was used to duplicate items because essentially they found a way that they could actually spawn these items into the game rather than having to duplicate them. So instead of saying, let's all put our money together to buy a blue party hat so that we can duplicate it, they were able to just spawn a blue party hat. And thousands of these items got spawned into the game and are likely still being traded to this day. That very same item from RuneScape Classic into 2021. Those very same items that got spawned in uh, by that program. So one interesting thing that I noted from this scenario is at that time, Jagex didn't roll back the servers and they didn't delete these items. Reason being? I'm not sure. Were they capable of rolling back the servers, though? They were. They definitely were. But I think they just said, it's not going to, it's not a big deal. Because <laughs> um, I think in 2003, the rarity wasn't so that these items were worth billions. Yes, they were rare. I don't think it was to the point where, you know, these were a max cash stack or literal thousands. But I wonder, I was trying to think about this after I, I learned that. I'm like, what would the what would the state of the economy look like if they had just rolled it back cuz they from what they from the documentary it sounds like they figured this out jagex as a company they figured this out within a couple hours and stopped it so it didn't go on for very long and it would have been very easy just to roll the servers back delete all those items but they didn't so i don't know just something to ponder how the trade of rare items would be in RuneScape 3 if it not, if that had been, had been different. I feel like they just would have hit max cash sooner. It's like, if you're like, I'm, I'm a hoarder, I hold on to everything. Like, I have quest items that the wise old man is like, get rid of, and I, I won't. Um, I don't, I don't know why I just won't get rid of them. Uh, if it can be stored in my POH, I'll store it in my POH. Yeah. And like, I have a bunch of like holiday items. Um, I have a growing stack of party hats and Santa hats <laughs> and like those Easter eggs and things just because I can't store them. But like, I don't want to get rid of them. So like if I still actively played RS3 and I played RS3 when I would have been, oh God, that would have been what? Christmas 2001, Christmas 2002? It was 2002. I'd have been like, I'd have been six. So like, if I were smart enough to keep an item went from the time I was six years old to the time I was maybe 14 or whatever, it, I probably assume it would have just gone for max cash a lot sooner. Because mm -hmm. um, now, like, Blue Party Hats and RS3 are, like, four bill. Like, they don't even, people don't even trade them on the GE anymore because you just get scammed. Like, people right. just sell them to each other. 
Yeah. So. So to your point of of like keeping items and stuff, you could store items in your bank. I also learned mm-hmm. from this documentary that when uh when RuneScape Classic first came out, banks weren't a thing. You had to keep all your mm-hmm. items in your inventory. And then when they did create banks, they were literally just for money. You had to keep every item you ever owned on your person. But by the time that these rare items were spawned in the game, you could have a bank. So literally, there could be accounts out there that some six-year-old <laughs> logged into, got a blue party hat, and just never logged back in. And it's sitting in their bank. I don't even, would that account even still be accessible, though? It might like not. If it, was, if it was strictly RS Classic? Yeah, it might not. Huh. It might not. It'd be pretty cool if it was. Mm-hmm. But... So moving on, all that being said about the rare items, you know, having this large market and the greed of just humans fueling mm-hmm. this, this massive trade of these items uh, in 2003. So that same year for the Easter event, that's when RuneScape saw the very first untradeables as far as holiday events became untradeable. No longer were you able to get a party hat or get a Santa hat or anything like that and, and trade it. Um, so in 2003, it was the Easter bunny ears were the first untradeable items to spawn in. So not much happened between the year 2003 to 2007, but they did say in 2007, nearly 30% of all active accounts were bots. That is so many bots. That is so, so many bots. So with bots making up such a large portion of the community, real world trading did start to become an issue. In 2007, they didn't have, like, they didn't have bonds, right? The only way that you could effectively get membership for the game was to spend real world money. That's how mm-hmm. Jagex as a company made their money. That's how they, that's how they continued to run the game. So in 2007, Bot farms and people who could profit from botting in RuneScape decided, okay, well, instead of spending our money just to have our account become banned, let's run massive credit card fraud scams. And we'll use those people's credit cards to buy membership. It's not our money. It's fine. So Jagex faced a major issue with banks and credit cards in a scale that's not been seen by any other company because you have all these people ripping people off. Now these banks are saying, why are we refunding so much money from this random company called Jagex? Yeah. Credit. There was a while where like credit card companies, some of them wouldn't even like process payments for Jagex because they're like, nah, it's not going to happen. This is nice. Nah, no. Yeah. This led to one of the most controversial updates in RuneScape's history besides EOC, and that was trade restrictions and the the elimination of the wilderness. Because if you can't trade your gold to somebody they just bought, or you can't trade your gold to a mule that you just got, how are you going to sell it? (laughs) It essentially wiped out gold farming, but it caused a major rift in the player base. You went from a game that was heavily community-based and, and heavily emphasis, like there was a heavy emphasis on 
hey, you have friends, you can you can share your gear, you can you can have a split if you go and you kill Corp and you get an Ellie. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> Not anymore. Um, traders Even less motivation to go kill Corp. Less Jesus. motivation. <laughs> so trade restrictions and getting rid of the wilderness was effective. It essentially eliminated all not all but it eliminated a lot of the bots in the game and eliminated a lot of the gold farm but jagex did see it also eliminated a lot of the player base <laughs> that's what i say it, it it essentially <laughs> wiped out a vast majority of the players who can't have an issue with credit card companies if no one's playing your <laughs> game am i right it's <laughs> <laughs> exactly big right. brain right it's there. really sad like i remember in 2007 and 2008 I do remember playing with trade restrictions, although they made some changes that were somewhat helpful back in the day. I mean, if you had a friend who you had been friends with, if you had a guy that you'd been friends with for like, you know, a year, they saw that that connection between your accounts and they allowed you to trade more money between each other. The trade difference could be could be higher. So if that's so weird, I've. I've got points on Jagex's weird stances, but we'll get into that. <laughs> oh my God, that's so weird. Yeah, it essentially worked like if you, if two accounts had been friends for one month, you could have the normal amount. If you were friends for two months, you could have two times the amount. If you were friends for three, it's three, three times. So effectively, the longer two accounts were friends, the more that they could trade in between each other. And I'll kind of give you a TLDR on the trade restrictions and what that means. So... If, say, for instance, I was going to give Oxy a Dragon Warhammer so he could go kill Corp. Stop making keeping that the example. The, keeping with the theme, man. <laughs> All right, so I'm scamming Michael for a Dragon Warhammer. Then what? So Oxy would, in turn, would have to give me the value of a Dragon Warhammer in GP. At that point, it doesn't really make sense for me to lend Oxy my Dragon Warhammer when he could just go and buy one himself if he had the money for it. So it essentially made lending items between friends impossible. Going back to that that sort of quality of life they made a change to, you could still lend Oxy your Dragon Warhammer, but he would just give you less money for it because the difference in value could be skewed a little bit. Instead of... Instead of you having to give him 40 mil, you would give him 37 mil, and it would allow you to, to make that trade. That hurts my head. I don't like that. It was weird. I don't like any part of that. It was weird. <laughs> it makes me inexplicably upset. So that's, that's just stupid. Imagine being my age. What was that? like? Imagine being 16, 17 when that happened. I had no rational thought of saying, wow, I could probably still enjoy this game. I just quit RuneScape. It's fair, like, that's, yeah. all, that's all that I could do. It's just like, I can't have fun playing this game because I'm poor and I can't make my own money. I don't know how to do bossing. So I rely on my rich friends and now I can't. So thank, thank God I was just too young and kind of dumb and like didn't actually know what was happening and just sort of like fell off of playing the game like on my own mm -hmm. you know like middle school high school i kind of got back into it a little bit my freshman year of high school which would have been like right before eoc came out but i pretty much just spent all that time again in catherby fishing and like wow look at all this new stuff that came out and then 
I came back, figure that was like fall of my freshman year. So like that was 2010. I came back in like 2016. You can imagine the shock that was like those six years. Dang, dude. Of like I, I came back to RS3. I like made a new account with like my old uh my like school email. I'm like, I'm gonna get back into RuneScape. I dropped in Lumbridge and I'm like, what? What I literally I was like the Scott Lang meme from Endgame. Like, what the hell happened here? Like, there's Alcarid <laughs> looked different. I had a tool belt. I was shooting fire out of my ass at goblins. Like, <laughs> I I didn't I didn't know what happened. So I'm kind of glad in that regard that like I just missed that whole portion because that would have made me so upset. Yeah. Like there are game devs do things for other games that that make me upset and make me like, why do you do this? Mm-hmm. Like. 343 is an example. Um, the Halo community kind of has an understanding that like 343 is never going to give you something without taking something away. For Halo Infinite, for example, they have, um, i trying to think of the word, they have all this cool customization. Like you can customize all these different aspects of your Spartan and your weapon and your vehicle, but uh, they took the primary and secondary color palette away in, and they replaced it with preset skins which like could be cool and parts of it probably will be cool but your like my spartan is always white with a red tint it'll never feel like mine it'll Mm. feel like well now i have to use the like the christmas themed or whatever skin to get white and red on things Mm -hmm. um and they've done that before where like in Halo 4 they gave a Spartan ops but they took away firefight. Like they they cannot give without taking and that's really frustrating. And it makes me want to like sit the execs down and be like stop doing <laughs> this. What game doesn't do that though? You know what I mean? Like for progress there has to be change. And I feel like that's just kind of the the path of most video games if you are a diehard fan say you played minecraft from day one it's gonna be yeah vastly which I, I pretty much did yeah <laughs> yeah it's vastly different now and but but they didn't they didn't take away the ability to like mine dirt or like make weapons in exchange for like i don't even know how oh villager trading Mm-hmm. They didn't take out the ability to make your own weapons because you could buy them from villagers now. Yeah, it's true. They didn't, that's, that's kind of what it feels like. I mean, this is just me complaining about Halo. We'll get, that's a whole nother episode. But like, you know, I, when, when game devs do that and had I been playing and Jagex was like, no, you can no longer accept loans anymore because like, you know, you're talking about like, oh, I'm poor. That's, that's been me. Yeah. Prior to this loot competition that I had with Immortal, I was the guy who was getting the Warhammer loans. I was getting the Justy loans to tank at God Wars. I was getting um, pretty much any weapon you can think of other than a whip and a blowpipe lent to me for PVM. Mm -hmm. You know, when I started learning raids, I took loans and things like that. Like, I was loaned a Lance for a few raids. Uh, You know, you you gave me an Avernic. I did. (laughs) You just straight up gave me an Avernic one day. I'm like, I can't take this. You're like tough here's your vernic so to be in a situation where i had friends who had a lot of money and they were kind enough to loan me things like i would obviously give back Mm -hmm. uh and then i suddenly couldn't that that's no fun that's not a fun game to play anymore so i'm glad i missed that 
I'm glad I don't have that like same. Oh, why? I don't know. So that kind of segues into the next part, which mm -hmm. goes to say this didn't last very long. Like between when they implemented this late 2007, almost 2008, I think it literally lasted a couple years. And in game time, that's a long time. Don't get yeah. me wrong. But games, eventually... Games, games are born and die in that and time. Yeah. <laughs> eventually, though, the trade restrictions were lifted. The wilderness was, was reinstated. And that was all due to player votes. Mm -hmm. um, the, the leadership at Jagex kind of changed. A new CEO was hired, and he wanted to get back in touch with the, the player base. And that meant, okay, so we have, to, we have to look at what people are saying, and this is a big one. And so I think they had close to a million votes that said, yes, bring back free trade in the wilderness. Can't remember the exact date. If you watch the documentary, he goes into it. But with that comes botting. With free trade comes gold selling. And people like you and I, if, and I'm going to be honest with you, if buying gold, if real world trading, if botting, if all of that was never against the rules, I probably would do it because RuneScape is not my full-time job. And if I can spend a couple hours doing a real world job to enjoy the finer things of RuneScape with real world money, I probably would do it again if it wasn't against the rules, but it is. So obviously yeah, that's... We, we don't, we don't buy gold. We don't. We don't sell gold. We just... This is not me yeah. like subtly admitting that I RWT because I don't. I'm just saying mm -hmm. in a world where this was legal, I would do it. So there's, there's people out there who don't care, who are not like you and I, Oxy, who yeah. do. And yeah, again, with the, with the ability to free trade comes botting and RWT. So 2011, October 25th, 2011 marks a day in RuneScape history where I don't know what happened, but literally they were able to ban 7 million bot accounts overnight. Is that the big bot nuke? Bot nuke day. I have it written down. Bot nuke. <laughs> yep. Bot, the bot nuke. Um, the most... I don't want to say the most detrimental economic thing that's happened in RS3, but like, damn. Could and be. we'll, we can, we'll get into that a little bit later. Could be. But like, well, I, it was pretty detrimental. Um, mm -hmm. You can look up videos. I think Jagex posted them. Some people posted them. Essentially you, you had screen recordings of certain activities. So take pyramid plunder. You see the first room of pyramid plunder, thousands of bots just running through it constantly never-ending stream of bots the day after the bot nuke nobody's there so players who 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 played back in those days really felt a sense of is this game dying where's the community where are people um seven million accounts gone that's a large number of what you could think of as an active community but literally they're bots but when you go into places that used to be heavily populated and now you see like, and now you feel like it's a ghost town, are you really going to want to play that game anymore? And a lot of younger players back then reported that they kind of just stopped playing because it felt like a dead game. 
So it's kind of weird in the sense because on one hand, it's really good. They did a really great thing by nuking all of these bots. And then on the other hand, it kind of ruined people's perception, which is a weird thing to mm-hmm. say. But like that, that always that's a question that I've had for a long time. So a little bit more context, why we say it's a little bit like economically detrimental, like skilling supplies doubled overnight after the bot nuke because bots that were cutting yews and cutting magics and fishing sharks and you know mining runite were gone Mm -hmm. so all those resources that were being pumped into the ge and were no longer existent so the price of things like a shark went from what's a raw shark like five or six hundred gp to like sixteen hundred or something like that within i would say a day maybe a week i don't know and that's one of the reasons now why runescape three gold is worth so much less than osrs gold because people have a lot more of it mm-hmm. you know or they just don't care um i actually because we were originally going to talk about this last week but we realized that like we're going to need to do a little bit more research <laughs> before we're just like real world trading bad um <laughs> so i bought two bonds i bought an rs3 bond and an old school bond and i chucked them both in the grand exchange on my main account uh i think i made like god i made like 21 or 22 mil rs3 and i made 4.2 mil old school Mm -hmm. that's roughly five to one i don't i don't remember the exact numbers i didn't write them down but uh roughly five to one rs3 to osrs and like it's not all due to the bot nuke for sure like rs3 like accounts have been around for 15 20 years so if you've been doing nothing but picking flax and stringing bowstrings (laughs) for 20 years you got shit loads of money yeah you know, when you were pretty much there at all the peaks and troughs of RuneScape, because, mm-hmm. like, you don't care about free trade, because you can still use the Grand Exchange to sell things. So, like, I'm going to go get, you know, Bandos drops and sell those for lots of money. And then, you know, you don't care about EOC because it's made some of your favorite activities hella AFK. Like, go go to an RS3 stream and watch God Wars 1 content. It's nutty. People just sit, you know how, uh, oh God, what's a boss that we can just like kick Kraken? Kraken, You know how we can just click on Kraken and leave the room? Yeah. That's basically what God Wars 1 is after EOC for like max level players with like super expensive. There's like all sorts of like scrolls and abilities and things. I'm not shitting on EOC. I'm saying the meta changed so much that like money making changed too. Mm -hmm. So now, if you can AFK money makers, you can make even more money. Yeah. While you're not actively playing, making more money. See what I mean? Yeah. So the age of accounts definitely has uh, a play on why the RS3 economy is so skewed compared to ours. But not having bots to keep supply costs low is another big part of it. Mm-hmm. So I've been going back and forth with the question for a long time now of like, if Jagex bot nuked old school, would it destroy our economy? Because bot nuking doesn't get rid of gold farmers and bot nuking doesn't change the kind of ridiculous boss drop tables. Mm-hmm. You know, when you kill, oh God, I think Venonatus has a hundred magic logs. Zalra drops manta rays, Vorkath drops manta rays right. and all that stuff. So like, you know, you have bosses that drop these high level skilling supplies uh corp drops 2000 cannonballs how much is that a part of it as well so as much as i would like to see runescape not botted and malicious people 
not infiltrating and infecting our game, I'm also worried that our economy would really suffer. Yeah. As far as like driving that old wedge between like the rich and the poor, kind of like when we were kids. Mm -hmm. We're fortunate enough now to have a lot of in-game money and also have a lot of in-game skill both as as far as know-how and the numbers for like slayer levels, combat levels to go get more money. But like, I I can't imagine a new account, you know, trying to train Herblore when things like Latin times are 9k a piece. You know what I mean? I do. For reference, they're only like 1500 right now. But I that's that's an example. I'm not saying herbs are botted, that they're dropped by everything. That's just an example right. of how it could affect skilling. But think know? about this, Oxy. If you took away bots in old school, mm-hmm. you essentially would have a player base that might just switch to Iron Man mode. Think about an Iron Man in old school. They don't deal with the economy whatsoever when it comes to yeah. skilling and maxing and and like there's there's iron men with 200 mils in in what we call viable skills so it's like i'm not advocating for keeping bots in the game but i'm like i don't know that the economy would necessarily tank or i don't know that the economy would skyrocket in the sense that Mm -hmm. people would freak out and quit yeah and i mean there don't get me wrong there are parts of the economy that would do better items that should be more expensive dragon warhammers nightmare gear Mm -hmm. zolra drops they would go up in price for sure but i think and that's that's good people want that people want that big ticket drop from that difficult boss or that really high rng dragon warhammer esque mm-hmm. style drop i just don't know if the trade off of increased skilling supplies goes along with it someone's going to listen to this podcast and be like oxy it's not just bots that affect it there's monster drops and there's seed packs and there's slayer and there's all I know these things exist, but, you know, from what I understand, the stuff that comes into the game from bots is sometimes exponentially more mm-hmm. than what comes in from, like, the average player's PVM. Yeah. You know, I was just talking to Scape about it last night. Like, the top thousand players at Zalra are all, like, botters and gold farmers. Yeah. Like, there are no legitimate Zalra high score people Mm-mm. who are main accounts. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a very, I mean, uh, you bring up a good point. If, if we did destroy the bots, if we nuked all the bots in old school, would, mm-hmm. would the response to that be, okay, now, now PVM is a way that you can get more supplies? Would they just suddenly increase the drop tables of Zolra to say, well, instead of getting 100 magic logs, now you get 1,000? And it stabilizes the economy in the sense that these items are still being given just in mass quantities, uh, it's not coming from the bots, it's coming from legitimate players doing these things because you can no longer have a bot farm that runs Zolra 24-7. You know, it's coming from legitimate sources, but still mm-hmm. pumping these things into the game. So I have two things on this. Number one, I think there's been call from the player base to like actually nerf some of that from boss drops. I don't know if I'm listening to the minority, uh, when it comes to like take skilling supplies off of boss drop mm-hmm. tables or minimize skilling supplies, and like sometimes it's thematic. I bring up my girl Venonatus again. Five hundred red spider eggs makes sense. She's a big red spider. Mm-hmm. Hundred snapdragons, hundred magic logs. That's a bit. That's a bit skewed. Yeah. 
I'm not complaining. Because again, <laughs> when you have a boss that shits out GP and can't hurt you, like we talked about last week, it's broken, but it's fun. Yeah. Um, I think the only person that hurts is Iron Man. Literally, like, what is a yeah, main account I mean, going to... Why does a main account hurt? Like, how is a main account affected if you're not going to get magic logs from Zora? It's not. The economy affects main accounts. So yeah. when you have to train fire making to get that master close step, instead of spending six mil, you're now spending 16 mil on magic logs. Yeah. Because in the short term, we don't give a shit. We can buy whatever we need because mm -hmm. we're main accounts. Um, whereas Iron Man might take longer to get it, but we're going to suffer when the economy kind of... Is inflation the right word? I don't know economics enough to talk about this like a professional. I don't I just, know either. I just play a lot of I just play a lot of RuneScape. I think um, I think RS3's economy is inflated, if that's the term you're going for. But I don't think mm -hmm. that it would necessarily inflate the economy for us in old school. But it might put us on that same path. Old school is only eight years old. Mm. RS3 is twenty. Yeah. Oh, like you gotta. There are there are World of War War World of Warcraft is the name of the game. I'm trying to start over. <laughs> there are, oh f it, leave it in. Um, there are World of Warcraft servers that have been around since the start of the game, where common items. You know, I don't again. I don't play WoW, but like, imagine like a bucket and a pot for Cook's assistant. They're like seven grand a piece. Because these people have shitloads of money where, like, it doesn't matter mm. anymore. Where it saves them more time to buy a bucket of milk for 10,000 gold mm. or whatever than to go get it themselves and spend an extra 10 minutes. Because yeah. you got that kind of money. Again, that's an inflated economy. Comparisons, yeah, my comparisons for WoW are not accurate. I've never <laughs> played the game. I'm trying to use RuneScape examples. But that's the path RS3 is on. That's the path we could be on. Yeah. When an economy has no taxes and an economy has no weight on anyone, I would be devastated if my RuneScape account got hacked, but it's not going to, you know, it's not going to screw me over like if my real bank account got right. hacked. Right, right, right. You know, I could dump my bank for a million purple firelighters and it wouldn't matter. Right. <laughs> because the currency holds no real world value so like it's bound to happen in in mmos mm -hmm. like that is a thing mm -hmm. how we combat it i don't know because again i don't know anything about economics yeah but i don't know i'm just worried about that but uh there's another reason why prices would stay where why we would have to worry about if like to your point earlier we increase the drops right for for skilling supplies that keeps them low that might actually lower them even more because there is another group of rw tiers that we haven't really touched on which is gold farms legitimate people who are doing yes, these methods. we're talking about real people who are farming gold and selling it yeah now earlier in the episode i mentioned that like it's a human rights issue because it really is mm -hmm. this idea also came from a youtube video sir pugger has a really good one breaking down venezuelan gold farmers because if you guys have ever played the game before Someone has said ja 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 in chat. Mm -hmm. You know, they are refer they are referencing Venezuelans who are playing the game. For context, I did some research to figure out I have I've got some numbers in front of me. Um so 
the Venezuelan Bolivar has gone through several currency changes in the last 30 or 40 years. Its newest rendition, I think it's like the VSF, uh, where it's like it's USD or it's Great British Pounds. Is that GBP? I don't know money outside of the US. So VSF is the abbreviation for that currency. The Venezuelan Bolivar has gone down 6.6 million percent since 2012. And that's not a joke. 6.6 million percent. The average monthly earning is about 132,000 Venezuelan Bolivar. It's actually VES from what I'm seeing. 132,000. How much is that in US dollars? 130,000? Yeah. How much is it in USD? If it's a monthly income, I would hope that it's between like a thousand and two thousand dollars. Yeah, I wish it was. It's less than two dollars a month. Um, are you serious? And <laughs> yeah, so because the Venezuelan economy has been so unstable for lots of political reasons that I don't fully understand, I just researched yeah. the money and why it's gone down. Old school RuneScape's economy, the GP is far more stable. Like, our game's gold is more stable than country's actual currency. That's insane. And I don't know how I got this number. I think I may have done math incorrectly. Okay. Because I still <clears throat> can't fathom this properly. I have literally have... Okay, I'll... Six ninety nine United States dollars buys about four point two five million old school RuneScape GP. Mm -hmm. One bond, right? Yep, that's one yeah, old school one bond. bond. Translates that's one yep. old school bond, seven USD. And again, I think I screwed up the math, but I went to like four different currency conversion sites. Seven USD is twelve point nine million Venezuelan Bolivar, which I don't think is correct. Okay, so there's some number. Again, the 132k. Again, no, I, it's it's strange because I looked up median salary in Venezuela. That's what it came up with. One of my conversions is wrong somewhere. Right. The point is, these people are poor. Millionaires in Venezuela are not like we have in. I almost said third world, first world countries mm. where like they they're living large. Like millionaires in Venezuela, they're eating once a day. Wow, maybe the gold farmers who pretty much they play the game as a job like you said runescape isn't your full-time job it is theirs yeah you know they they have to get 400 kills a day if they want to eat the next day it's crazy because they offload their gold and they sell it on the black market it's not good for the economy i'm not supporting rwt i'm not supporting gold farming no but shit man when you when you hear that I have to go kill Vorkath if I want to eat, basically. That sucks. That's sad. And what's even worse for a RuneScape player, from my understanding of a lot of people or a lot of Venezuelan gold farmers in particular, I'm sorry if this comes off as like really privileged and not knowing entirely what I'm talking about because mm -hmm. I'm not from Venezuela. So for that, I do apologize. But a lot of these people have their like gold farming accounts, which are usually hacked accounts that have been bought and sold uh, time and time again, it's because it takes too much time to train an account, right? And you need to eat, so you're just buying some account, yeah. Uh, or that's the, that's the account, or you're working for somebody and they've given yeah. you an account, yeah. That's the account they gold farm off of, 
where they kill Zalra one, two, three, seven hundred times a day mm-hmm. to make money. Uh, but the worst part is they have main accounts like you and me that they enjoy playing on the side. How you can only runecraft or like kill bosses for two or three hours a day. Yeah. Gold farmers have accounts they like playing. Like they don't just they they're not like, oh, you know how I can make a quick buck? Play this old MMO. Yeah. Like the people who sell the gold are sometimes passionate about the game hmm. such that they have an account where like they are training it. They are getting a quest cape. They are going for ranked in every boss or like getting the clue scroll emotes and shit. Mm-hmm. But on their other account, they have to do all this other stuff. It's it's horrible and it's sad. Mm-hmm. I still look and I'm baffled because if someone could go in the comments of YouTube or Spotify or leave us a review on Apple music and like either verify the conversion or do a correct conversion. Cause somewhere my math is incorrect where I looked at average, like average, like monthly salary versus the exact conversion. I'm telling you, I did it on like two or three different websites. It is, it's messed up again. That's not to say RWT is okay. There are people out there who gold farm and sell gold for more malicious purposes the people who write botting scripts the people who have created like machine learning bots where you send them to bandos a thousand times and then within a certain number of kills they're just like flicking perfectly it's crazy (laughs) there have you seen the nightmare bots i have not the nightmare bots they're they're like teams of four who all have about the same scuffed gear fighter torso varics whatever cudgels and they move like a machine. Yeah. Huh. Get it? Because they're bots. Oh, I did like, see. They yeah. They f- switch prayers on the same tick. It was they on Sir Pugger's attack video. Attack different pillars. Yeah. Um. You know. So the bots are getting more and more advanced. Where you got to think, would a bot nuke that they did back then work now? Because of the more advanced stuff, like Zolra is. We always think Zolra botting like, oh, it's easy, like. There are tons of Zolra bots, but, like, mm-hmm. it's a bit more complex than cutting magic logs. Right. You've got to deal with phases, locations, snakelings, venom. You have to deal with supply management, inventory management, teleporting, banking, all this stuff. Mm-hmm. On a botting account, it's a lot more than cut tree, click, cut tree, bank. <laughs> you know, again, I don't support any of this. Most of it's pretty messed up, but... If you take one thing away from my little rant about gold farmers, if you see people speaking Spanish and you're like, oh my God, they're Venny's, ja, 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 assholes at Zalcano, there's have a there are people there. Yeah. There are people there who have to be there. Yeah. Again, I don't support it. And I wish there was something else we could do. Just think a little bit when you see that. So, yeah, again, we don't support rwt we don't support bot and gold farming anything like that uh jagex doesn't either but jagex has had some very strange stances on it in the past mm-hmm. if you go to the runescape wiki i think if you look up real world trading i think that's the keyword you'll get to a whole page on what it is how it's done and it's the same page for both the rs3 and the old school wiki and it has like basically like bannable offenses this that the other thing what rwt is and then at the very bottom, it has like Jagex's stances and like controversial actions they've done with RWT. Mm-hmm. The first one that comes to mind for most people who played back in the old days um, 
Three word three words that are gonna piss somebody off. Squeal of fortune. Which, yep, you're making you're making that face because you have a company that's against RWT and they start putting game breaking microtransactions in a game. Listen, Oxy. Um RWT is only legal if you trade it with Jagex. Pretty, pretty much, dude. I mean, you could go as far as even to say that, like, bonds are a form of RWT. Yeah. Which, like, technically they are, but it's... I feel like bonds... You're buying it, you're buying it from the source. Like, you're buying it from Jagex to use for either membership mm-hmm. or gold. Mm-hmm. And I actually have friends who are like, yeah, I don't play this game a ton. So, like, once a month I buy 20 bucks worth of bonds and, like, keep my account funded. Yeah. Just like you said earlier... Which, by the way, I if it was legal, I wouldn't do it. Not because I have some moral high ground, because I'm, I'm stubborn, and I, I like, if I don't do it myself, it's not worth it. Oh, like yeah. I wouldn't even spectate tob for my music cape. Like I had That's to true. <laughs> have so I had to have someone drag me through it to get the cape. <laughs> They're like, just spectate. You're one track off. I'm like, I don't care. I need a Casey. Yeah. Um. So, like, I wouldn't do it because for me, like, if you immediately can get something, it's just not fun. Anyways, there's a wonderful quote that I have here on my little my little note sheet. Jackex's stance on some types of exchange. So, I have written out here that, like, IRL gifts in exchange for RuneScape services between friends is technically RWT. Mm-hmm. But it's okay... If it's out of the kindness of your heart. That I really, I really wish that what? was a joke. I will okay, I'm gonna link the RuneScape wiki article that has that bit in there because that's legit. I could <laughs> you could pay me, right? You could pay me 10 mil a week to cut your lawn. <laughs> I are and that's what it means. And Jagex would not be like, well, they're friends, so it's out of the kindness they, of their heart. That's which, like, how do you moderate that for like banning and like wow. rule breaking offenses? Is that really how like, you interpret that? I'm gonna go to the wiki right now. Okay, I'm gonna go to the RS3 wiki, RS3 wiki, and I'm gonna type in. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. Real world trade trade. Uh, that's not how you spell trading. Trading. Real world trading. Scroll down the bottom. Jagex has said that returning a real life gift with an in-game gift or vice versa is technically RWT, although this would normally be unpunished, provided that it's done in the spirit of friendship. That is a quote directly from RuneScape.wiki. Oh my gosh. How do you moderate that? Why do you put that clause in there if you're against RWT? You have that thing where, like, this is not okay unless you're friends. I mean, I could just become friends with every gold farmer in RuneScape. Or if I actually knew how to do anything on the computer, I'd hack your account, I'd hack Scape's account, I'd hack Darkseid, and I'd hack Immortal, and I'd trade all those to me. Because I sent you guys Christmas gifts, obviously, and we're friends. We're in the same Discord. We've been in the same clan chat forever. Like, oh no, <laughs> you know. So, uh, Jack, what are you talking? I literally here. I have the postal receipts 
of the things I sent them. I could have sent y'all pairs of socks and stolen seven bill worth of GP. Wow. And because it was done out of the kindness of friendship. It's not bannable. That's obviously an extreme example. Yeah. If Jagex realized billions of GP got traded away for something small, <laughs> yeah. that's still not good. I'm saying, why would you have that in there? Listen, real and I, like like real world <sighs> implications of this is probably something to the effect of, hey, you bought me lunch the other day. I want to give you a Bandos God Sword because we're friends and I know you need one. It's the best burger I've ever bought. <laughs> I'm just saying that that could be seen as real world trading, right? You got a burger. I got a BGS. But it's so weird. It's so weird. <laughs> this, this is where this is where my like hard ass micromanager annoying self ask anyone who's planned to bingo with me this is the worst part about me if you're gonna have a rule it's got to be hard and fast mm -hmm. you can't have these soft ass exceptions well like well they're friends so it's fine you're against our wt you're against our wt right right, right. you punish it whether the punishment is like a day's suspension from your account because you bought the man a burger and in turn he bought you a BGS because you've known him for 17 years. Still RWT. Yeah. Again, the other facet of this is who's going to catch it, right? Who is going to moderate trade? Who, what JMod is looking at your trade screen and be like, why is that man giving him a BGS for free? He's like logging into the five guys security cameras. He's like, that son of a bitch. Oh my God. <laughs> like, like who's doing that? Right. So it's, it's hard to monitor and it often goes unpunished, but to say that it's like, that's why it would be unpunished. Yeah. Oh, I don't like it. I don't like that part at all. Like, I could complain about Jagex's microtransactions for days, but in reality, microtransactions are how video game companies make money. Mm -hmm. And I think they've done a better job of making them purely cosmetic now. But at the same time, Maybe. I have, again, one of my good friends, she's a RuneScape 3 player. She popped open some treasure hunter chest and got 200 mil. Maybe it was an umber chest or something. And I don't give a shit what version of the game you play. 200 mils a whole lot, a lot of money. money. That's 10 bonds. Yeah. I don't remember. I don't remember what. I don't remember what exact thing she opened. I think it was the treasure was hunter keys. A, I don't know if it was a treasure hunter key. Maybe it was something special for Christmas. Mm -hmm. Maybe it was some reward for doing something. It wasn't a boss drop. And it wasn't anything she would have gotten on the Grand Exchange. Yeah. This was some sort of additional item that she did not acquire Just literally in the game. 200 mil spawned into the game for and no i don't reason. know again i don't know if she paid for it i don't know if she got it as like because like i have so many treasure hunter keys in rs3 i have no how idea i get these things <laughs> i have like 50 or 60 pop them I open play rs3 once a month pop them I play open. rs3 once a month <laughs> I cap at my friend Citadel maybe once every three months just to be a good guy. But, like, I don't play RS3. How the hell do I have all these things? So, like, they're kind of getting better with making items untradeable, cosmetics, mm -hmm. experience, mm -hmm. which, like, is problematic for other reasons. But it's not as bad as, like, 
Here's a tradable Inquisitor's set. Oh, gosh. Two things I wanted to say about the RS3 economy. Um, this kind of goes back to what we talked about with inflation and it being a five-to-one conversion, right? So mm-hmm. if you think about it, RuneScape started in RuneScape Classic. It's it's migrated the game to where we are now. That's 20-odd mm-hmm. years of money being traded and uh, basically spawned into the game with mm-hmm. very little gold sink. Oh, you mean the tool arena is not effective? Very little gold sink. I don't think they have a gold <laughs> sink. I don't think they have an effective gold sink. They do. It's called death. Oh. So very briefly, um, again, another one of my RS3. I only have two RS3 friends that I'm very close with. You get them on the podcast. <laughs> I, I really hope one day we do to like actually school us on RS3. But one of my friends was telling me the other day that death in RS3 is stupid expensive. It's about the same concept as old school, mm-hmm. but imagine everything is as expensive as a harm orb, and that's best in slot. But instead of 11 slots, there's like 14 because you got extra gadgets and shit and like offhand crossbows yeah. you can shoot up. There's a bunch of other stuff. So death sucks <laughs> because it's extremely expensive like my friend was telling me that like her death only costs her one or two mil mm-hmm. and that makes her like a pleb wow yeah wow i die my most expensive deaths are like four or five hundred k and that's for reference it. that's that's a hefty death yeah like that's that's best in slot max switches death yeah right so i oh my god so death is a big gold sink in rs3 but there's just so much money there's another caveat to the to the gold sink and that's item sinks so with Mm -hmm. the recent skills that they've been putting out invention these are these are ways that they have been able to revive some of the economy and again i don't know a ton about runescape 3 (laughs) we're we're talking as if if we've we're veterans but listen like <laughs> yeah if if someone for some reason loves rs3 and for some reason picked an old school runescape podcast to listen to on their way to work and would like to school us on how your game works economically comment or leave a review or something we have an email because yeah we do have an email we'll plug the social media later yeah, but we'll we've been <laughs> We've been overstepping bounds all day. So like RS3 people help us out. (laughs) I did want to throw it out to you guys, the listeners. If any of this is like resonating with you where like when we talked about Jagex's stance on RWT, let us know, leave a comment, send us an email. We definitely want to know your thoughts because Mm -hmm. this isn't just Oxy and I talking. This is, this should be an ongoing conversation and, and definitely let us know. It's when, when RuneScape becomes a human rights issue, we have to talk about it. And don't take my playful tone to think that it's not serious. It literally okay? is so serious. <laughs> I just don't want to get all professional on this podcast. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Any last thoughts here before we, uh, before we wrap it up on this segment? Be nice to real people who are gold farming. Don't condone gold farming. But don't be an asshole at Zalcano or Zal. Report bots. Report bots. But be a good person to other people. That's 
that's your homework for today. Let me put my counseling hat on. We'll check in next week and we'll hear about how it goes. I'm going to put my <laughs> cardigan on and like that'll be, that'll be $90. You know? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> well, folks, we're going to take a break. We'll be back after this. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Welcome back. So we kind of want to transition from the uh, the heaviness that all of that was into our weekly fun segment. Wow. A fun segment. Crazy. I never would have expected a fun segment. <laughs> I don't know what my face is doing just now, but <laughs> I wouldn't have a fun segment. You're so excited for the fun segment. What is fun? <laughs> <laughs> but... Uh... But yeah, um, we we do want to make the transition from human rights issues into memeing on RuneScape, which is what we do best. All right. So, Michael, are you ready for this week's question? Folks at home, are you ready for this week's question? Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. All right. What I'm about to tell you is the nightmare scenario. Picture it. The year is 2025. Group Iron Man has never released. The clan system was an utter failure, and the toxic blowpipe is now being sold for its high alk value. Jagex is losing players by the day, and they are hemorrhaging money. They know that EOC was a catastrophe, but they only have one option left to save old school RuneScape, and their option is to completely change it from an MMORPG into something else. Michael, if old school RuneScape could be any other kind of game, what kind of game would it be? 
Hmm. What kind of game would you like it to be? I don't know if this is a like the easy cop out answer, but I would <laughs> I would die for RuneScape in VR. You, you have the same world, you have everything's the same. Uh, take the multiplayer, but aspect. it's now exclusive. It's now exclusively VR. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like you have your headset on. Okay, you're you're in the world. You have your little you have your little nunchuck thing hands. And on this hand, you have a, an Avernic Defender, and on this hand, you have an Abyssal Whip. And, like, you're just slashing at these goblins, and they're like, <laughs> like, and you can just, you're in the world. I don't know. That's the first thing I thought of whenever you asked me that question. That that would be so, you really would be, like, training strength in real life. 100%. Because you'd be, God, you'd have to, like, get your form right. Would Would you, like, learn how to poorly fight with weapons? Like, what would you do if you're like, all right, I have to spec him down with my BGS. And you're like, how do I hold this? Right. Thing? I've never like God swords are like five feet tall. Mm-hmm. Like, go pick up something that's as big as you are and and probably as heavy as you are with like a God sword or like an <laughs> abyssal bludgeon. And like, try to maneuver that thing, even if it's just like. In VR, mm-hmm. like with my experience with VR using weapons. I once played a VR game where I, like, shot a bow at other people. Mm-hmm. And, like, I know how to shoot a bow, but it was a game. I wasn't holding it. I didn't have to draw anything back. When I got done playing the game, my legs were sore because I was in a bow stance. <laughs> you know, a lot of, like, how you kind of have to, like, center your weight mm-hmm. make sure everything's good to go. I was pivoting on one foot, going back and <laughs> forth to find different targets. So I imagine you would actually train like strength and like imagine agility, like imagine skill? rooftop agility. That, dude. Like no. you have to run, no. not in real life. No, unless this is like Ready Player One type VR <laughs> AR, but you're on like a treadmill and you have to run and you have to physically jump to the <laughs> jump to the next side of the roof, balancing on this little rope. I don't know. I think it would be cool. Yeah, you want to complete Dragon Slayer 2? Get off your fat ass and go for a run. It would make... <laughs> I would never have a nice game. Oh, my God. It would make gathering skills somewhat entertaining. I mean, can you imagine this? Think about this. You have your heads-up display. You're you're mm-hmm. literally sitting there chopping at a tree, but then off to the side is your RuneScape, your RuneScape videos, like your favorite content creators, keeping you entertained. Like, you're just... You're you're looking at the screen, and then and then chopping at the tree. You could. Do- I feel like you underestimate how horrible that would be, <laughs> because like we talked about a couple weeks ago, fishing you'd be jacked. Yeah, you're trying to harpoon. Yeah, things or even you're trying to like use a net or something like that. Like, yeah, sure, I'd watch all my favorite YouTube creators up there, but if I had to go into a full squat <laughs> lunge every time, <laughs> like every five seconds. I couldn't get through a 30 minute video. I'd be dead at like two. I'd get like five sharks a day and I'd be like in bed exhausted. Like my playtime would so I'm so out of shape, dude. Here's your homework. It sounds like a lot of fun though. Here's your homework. Just mm-hmm. pay attention to all the crazy stuff that your character does and see Yeah. Would this be fun in VR? If I had to do all this? I don't know. I would shit myself in TOB. Specifically the Nilo room. I think I would have a heart oh attack gosh. in the local room. All, with is that where the crabs VR. are? Yep, where they're all they're descending from the Dude, ceiling. Looks... You got the really quick music. 
going all oh my god that'd be so nuts wouldn't it i'm getting anxious just thinking about it i don't like it all right what's uh same question to you all right same question another type of game what would it be so i have been playing a lot of arc survival evolved to kind of ease the burnout of so much pvm in these bingo events that i keep willingly signing up for <laughs> and i think a runescape survival game similar to arc would be a ton of fun picture it gilinor completely abandoned mm -hmm. right all your different regions and for the sake of easiness we'll just say trailblazer style breakdown mm -hmm. They all have different difficulties and resources. All the monsters that you fight for, like Slayer and all that, are wild creatures that you have to fight for either materials or items, or you tame them and you do things with them. Like, imagine having a tamed Hydra or having, like, a tamed, you know, Black Dragon or something like that. Um, you know, you could build your own little base anywhere. Mm -hmm. You would have to go, like, it'd still be grindy like RuneScape, but not in the same sense where, like, if you've ever played a survival game, like, you know, Minecraft or, you know, uh, Ark or, God, what's the zombie game I'm thinking of? Seven Days, Seven days to, to die. die, yeah. Yeah, where you have to, like, you gotta go out and you gotta farm resources, right? But it's not like RuneScape where you hit a tree over and over again. You gotta carry weight limit. Yeah. And you gotta have storage and you gotta manage, like hunger food weather mm -hmm. weather oh my god weather in a survival game for runescape that'd be nutty be crazy you know how scary it would be to go in the wilderness first person in a survival game it would be terrifying like going into kraken cove because you need kraken tentacles for this high-end piece of machinery and you have to fight the kraken which like for us is a joke but like in that a survival like game where tall. you got like you got like stone spears oh, and shit. Gosh. Like that would be so can you, scary. Can you imagine being in the wilderness, having a first person view, and then like a team is rushing you, and you really only have. Oh, it's abandoned. There's. Oh, you're talking there, about there'd nobody's no, there'd here. Be no oh, one there. No one else. Okay. Yeah, like it's like a solo world. Like it's oh. abandoned. You kind of have to like fight the bosses and get off. You know, in Ark, you fight the bosses and you ascend off the island. But like. I would think in, in like the RuneScape survival, we have so many bosses. Mm -hmm. So the like the end game content in this survival game would be Chambers of Zarek, Theater of Blood, and eventually Raids 3. Nice. Where you know how nuts that would be? You had to bring your tamed creatures with you into TOB. Like you had to march up to the Theater of Blood with like Drake's abyssal demons krakens like all sorts cool, of like dude. this is my army of creatures i've tamed let's go kick somebody's ass that's awesome you know oh that'd be so spooky that'd be so much fun i love games like that yeah they're they're really fun like i said arc has been such a good burnout help mm -hmm. what yeah that's a word um it's been soothing the burnout that's a better way to put burnout it. relief um sure burn cream burn cream <laughs> why do we say that at the same time i hate that <laughs> i love it leave that in <laughs> um but uh yeah like i've just been playing it so much i'm watching a lot of like arc youtube mm. and i don't know because i'm constantly thinking about this stupid game It'd be really fun so 
if I had to choose, a RuneScape survival game would be a lot of fun. And I again, I'm, I'm basing it pretty heavily off art, but like they have a lot of other mechanics you could implement from other games. Too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I thought of when you said Ark, or when you said RuneScape but Ark, I instantly mm-hmm. thought of that game that's been going around really a lot, Valheim. Yeah, a lot yeah, of people have said that's like RuneScape mixed with Minecraft, mixed with Ark, literally. Yeah. So hey, maybe we already have it out there. They have a lot of bossing. They have a lot of like end game content and things. I've never played Valheim, not because it doesn't look fun, but because I'm very much into Ark. Yeah. And from what I understand of Valheim, it's a lot of the same stuff. Yeah. Where, and if you've ever tried to play two survival games at the same time seriously, it's it's like playing on multiple accounts. You know, yeah. where like I couldn't right now see myself committing to a valheim world because i'm trying to beat arc on single player mm-hmm. um which takes like months um but uh valheim does look pretty cool and maybe maybe valheim is the runescape survival maybe it is. if you guys have played valheim let us know comment if you've played both let us know yeah. oh it was fun it's been a it's been one hell of a week on the podcast it's been a hefty one man yeah, even before this episode, we're like, the air feels different this I know. week. We're talking about a serious topic. So I hope you guys really did really did enjoy it. Our historical recounting of botting and our advocacy for... Question mark? RWT? Yeah? I don't know. I Human don't rights. Know describe it. Yeah, that's that's probably better than advocating for RWT. But And there's more that we could have talked about, too. But, yeah. As always, thank you guys so much for listening or watching or, I don't know, having us via Telegram. We, we're on a lot of different platforms these days. Uh, check us out on Instagram and any other platform that you're not listening on. So if you're listening on Spotify, check us out on Apple or on YouTube. Do the whole like, subscribe, leave a review, leave a rating. Double tap us in front of all your friends so they know how awesome we are actually that's your homework in addition to the homework we gave you before the ad tell your friends about us because we're awesome and you'll be awesome if you tell that this sounds like peer pressure i don't like this (laughs) hey there's a thanks for listening guys Listen, there's a grain of truth to that because word of mouth is the most organic and best way that anything can spread. And if you like this podcast, you probably have friends who you know that would like it. So Oxy, I think you're right. Tell your friends about us because we don't know your friends and you do. Yeah. Unless we do. And that's, that's one hell of a smile. We're getting into too much of it. Thank you guys for listening. We'll be back next week. Thanks y'all. Bye. Bye.